Radio, Harvey, Chicago, a Future Vision Entertainment Station. It's now time for the world famous Royce Glamour Show with Royce Glamour and Donald Blair. Show. Royce can help you fly. 
family and loved ones. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to say prayers and uh, to Mark Allen's family and friends. Mm-hmm. And you have decent people like that. My cousin was decent and Mark was a decent man. Then you have people who are trying to murder mm-hmm. in your own community yeah. and then do uh, something that unless you knew for a fact that these were two dirty cops, an act that is just nonsense, mm-hmm. makes no sense in other words for you to go up and shoot two police officers that if your mama or your daddy had some trouble and called 911, they may have been the ones to come. That's right. Unless you knew that they had did something dirty, like to George Floyd or or whatever. If you didn't know that for a fact and you did that, what sense does it make? You can't live in this country or any place else I can think of offhand Mm -hmm. without some police assistance. Think about what you're doing. We gotta have peace to keep the world alive and war to cease. Thank you. 
Hi, this is Carla, and you're listening to the Royce Glamour Talent Show with Royce and Donald. Yeah, so uh, what about those numbers? Uh, oh, we didn't say the numbers when we first started out. Oh, so you, 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 I see you done brought some star power, which we're going to introduce later on. Yeah, yeah. We so you just going to embarrass me here. like I forgot her. Right. It's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. Well, let's get serious about it then. Here in the city of Chicago, for the month mm-hmm. of September, we have 219 people who were shot. Mm. And of that number, you have 46 that are no longer with us. They are deceased. Mm. For this week, this is Thursday. This mm-hmm. is four days into the week. You have 63 people who were shot. And of that 63 people, 13 are no longer with us. Mm. Getting to the pandemic, on the planet, globally, you have 30 million Two hundred and sixty-two thousand three hundred and seventy-eight people who have contracted the virus, and of that number, you have nine hundred and forty-eight thousand six hundred and ten people who are no longer with us. When you shift over to the United States, here where we are in this glorious country with this idiot leading us, you have six million. 859,410 people who have contracted the virus. And of that, you have 201,935 people who are no longer with us. Mm -hmm. Come right here to the state of Illinois. You have 270,302 people who have contracted the virus. And of that number, you have eight. 1,624 people who have died, and you have an idiot that sits up and tells you don't wear a mask. Right. This is a democratic ploy. Mm -hmm. Until recently, he came out, I guess, the cabinet, his little gang made him come out and say, yeah, it's a serious thing. It is a pandemic. Prior to that, it was a democratic ploy to stop him from becoming reelected. Right. It was fake news. He knew in January, but he didn't come out until March and let you know that this thing is deadly on the planet. 30 million people in the United States, 6 million people in Illinois, 270,000 people. That's ridiculous. That's a lot of people. Ridiculous. That's a lot of folks. And then to top that off with people dying in those numbers. Mm -hmm. You have people that are around killing each other about what I am not certain yet. Mm-hmm. But it, it just doesn't make sense, man, to commit genocide for somebody who's trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. If the enemy is there, and if you don't think there's an enemy, you, you're not thinking we're in war. You've lost already. You 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 part of the lost column. You're at war, and the enemy is throwing everything at you that he can. Mm-hmm. He's throwing, taking away your food stamps, taking away this. 
He doesn't want to give you $600 stimulus package. He wants to give you 200. He goes out and spends $1,000 on a lunch with him and his, one of his hoes. Mm. Maybe the one he's married to. And I say it again because that's what she used to do was be on a pole, swinging around, butt naked. But at any rate, he spends a thousand dollars in one meal or more, I'm quite sure, and doesn't want you to have six hundred dollars for the month. Right. You try to make it on that. You can't buy food and and medicine at the same time. That's true. You got to pick which one you want or less of one to right. get the other. Yeah. You got that coming at you multiplied by all other degrees that you can come up with in your head, all of the attacks, and you're going to sit up and kill yourself, shoot at babies sitting on a porch, shoot at babies at a baby shower, shoot at women in a car, killing police that will come to your rescue Mm -hmm. unless they are the ones that are part of the Ku Klux Klan. Mm -hmm. they the ones coming to help you. And here's another little something to think about while you're talking about killing police. If you happen to punk the police or kill off a lot of them, what do you think is going to happen next? They're just going to say, oh, America belongs to you. No, buddy, you got in this order, the state police, the county police, the National Guard, which then you probably through because when I was in the military they didn't train me to shoot the wound nothing it was shoot to kill after the National Guards you got the Army the Navy the Air Force and the Marines you gonna win you don't make no bullets so when you run out of bullets the first thing that happens is you out the war because they're not gonna give you no more bullets to shoot at but you're gonna say master give me some more bullets to shoot back at you so when you run out of ammunition, I don't care how many guns you got at the house, what you got, when you run out of ammunition, you threw. So rather than to kill yourself for them and kill things that are here that might help you, try and get together. Together you stand, divided you fall. That is the reason why Trump does everything he does is to divide you. Willie Lynch syndrome, if you're familiar with that, have the light ones against the dark one, men against the women, divide you mm. and conquer you. I'm going to leave it there. Hey, you said enough. We, I, we, got, we got a guest in the house with us. I see the illustrious yeah. gentleman sitting over there. Yeah, big time, big time. Okay, I want to let you know, say assalamu alaikum to everybody. Salam. And um, thank you. Thank you. Who, who are you? I'm Clifton Raheem Bradley, and I do the television show called The Underground Railroad, and um, have we do video production, mm-hmm. Shave My Media Productions, but our show comes on every Saturday night at 10.30 on the same station y'all come on. Right. Uh, okay, right. Can TV. Can TV. And um, the subject matters that y'all discussing, these are the type of matters, these are the type of subject matters that we talk about. And I want to thank y'all for extending the invitation. And y'all always have an invitation to open invitation to come on the forum that I utilize. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. 
So it, thanks you came down, brother. Please. Thank you for the invitation. Oh yeah. So do you do you uh, concur or do you? Uh, I you know I concur with you, but um, Donald Trump is uh bambastric as far as I'm concerned. But um I'm frightened because I was listening to a radio station and there are a lot of blacks that unfortunately support Donald Trump. Though I don't even know if I'm allowed to call that radio station if y'all prefer for me not to. You can call whatever you want they to, were listening to w, they were listening to W V O N with Chat Daddy and I was just alarmed of the People of color that supported Donald Trump. I was alarmed. I would say this. I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump, but there are a lot of things he does. Some of his policies I agree with, but I'm not going to vote for him. Like we could say abortion. If, if there's an, a policy that he agree, that you agree with that Trump made, it's probably something that he's inherited from President Barack Obama. Such as the the uh, climb of the economy that was started when with Barack was there, and he just riding on the tail of it. Well, what I was is the economy right now. It is down. It's down, down, down. It's failed down. to come out and warn his people that this pandemic okay. was serious. But I agree with him on immigration, and I don't agree with sanctuary city. I do not think there's a census that is being taking place right now. And that, you know what, you things are redistributed and money funds are set, okay, to those communities. And those funds should not go to people that are undocumented in this country. And I happen to agree with that. I happen to agree that you have to follow a protocol to come into the country. You cannot go to Europe. And uh, you cannot go to Asia without a passport. And if you are caught five years from now, you will be expedited back to your country and sent to jail. So I agree with Donald Trump on that. Is it crowded at at, at the house or something? No, it is not crowded. I go back to what I originally why, said. Why do you care how many okay. comes here? Okay, I go back to what I originally said. You say if you go to Europe... If you go to Europe without a passport and they catch you, you know what? You're coming back to the United States and you're going to jail. You know that. Because that happens in Europe and he's trying to make it happen here. Does that make it right? It is right. How, how you is know why? Right? This this globe was put here. You just came in the show and said, Asalaamu Alaikum. So oh, yeah. Obviously, you're a religious person. Yes, sir. The planet was put here by a God. Yes. Not by Trump. Okay. Not by no Klansman okay. you can name. Not by no dictator you can name. So this land belongs to the human beings that the Lord said go forth and multiply to. What also says so in the Quran that you live where you want to go. Also says in the Quran that you live by the law of the land. So you know what. So therefore, I go back to what I originally That's said. That's in the Bible too, but okay. it didn't say you you, so, you live by them because they're right. So, you live by them because they're there. Okay. You know what? Sanctuary city is wrong. It is wrong to to give money that has been allocated for people that are legally in this country with people that do not belong. That is wrong. And there's a group of people that stand with me on that. Let, 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 let me ask you this, Jeff. <laughs> Let's say that every American citizen, like what happened, is going to get $1,200, right? The stimulus, okay. The, the, yeah, the stimulus. Okay. 
if every American citizen gets $1,200, what difference does it make how many illegals get it? As long as you got your let me go back to let me go back to what I originally said. Once the census is taken, there is money that is put into that district that is designated for individuals that are legal that are legal in this country. So if that money is capital is designated for people that live in that district legally, why should somebody that does not live here legally be entitled to that capital? That's like you going to cash a check and you don't even have an ID. Still, if, if I can cash that check or if I get my money and all other American citizens can do the same thing, I don't care how many illegals come in here. But there's a certain... And if you are of that stand, mm -hmm. then you need to get some group of people together and go and get Trump and put him out this country. Trump's granddaddy came here illegally, okay. had his daddy, and his daddy had him, which makes him a birthright citizen. My... Then his old lady came here on a bad visa mm -hmm. and worked anyway and then brought all of her family here, which makes it chain link. Oh. So they are as illegal as anybody you're going to find in the country. He just happened to be born so, here. So, I, ta so I take it you believe in Sanctuary City. You support it. I don't care is what okay. I'm trying to get you to see. But you should Where, Who comes here as long as they are for the productive so. life of this okay. planet, the, so you, the people on the planet, as long as they're not trying to hurt it. A few that come happen to be in gangs or whatever, those few need to be prosecuted some kind of daggone way. But Sally that's running out of Mexico because they was going to kill her and all of her babies, and she happens to swim across some or climb over some and get in America... So therefore there should be open borders. So you know what? There should be open borders where anybody could come over. So therefore Mexico is economically oppressed. Did you know that this country would be overwhelmed? It would be overwhelmed. And I, I think that we are in a deficit right now. We are in a deficit. As long as you put the American citizen first, there's not the opportunity for the illegal alien to overwhelm this country. We, you're saying we if should have open borders. If you have to be documented to have X job, if you have to be documented to receive X fund, and you're not, you're not going to receive it, no matter how many of you come okay. over here. Well, you're saying documented, you, you, you appear to be making a statement that there should be open borders, that anybody ought to be able to come with no documentation whatsoever. That's what you appear to be saying. I, mean, I guess rather than say documented, I should say if you are a born American citizen and you're receiving your benefits of being that citizen before the undocumented person comes here, I don't care how many of them come. They're not going to get anything. Cause we have a, we, you know what, we, you know, we're the meeting of the minds. When you say a born American citizens, we're at a meeting of the minds. I believe that the dreamers should have the ability to stay because they was born. I agree with you on that. On, I'm in a course with you. There's a meeting of the minds when we talk about that. I'm talking about people coming here illegally. I do not believe it should be open borders because this country will be overwhelmed.
In what respect is it overwhelming? You're talking no, it's econ- not over- economically or what? Oh, well, of course I'm talking I about mean, economically. Huh? Of course I'm talking about economically. How can it be? Okay. If, if, if the if, government provides for the legal citizen, no matter who else is here, if, if you and I got this money and we're going to split it between us, Royce and Curtis can be here as long as they want to be. They're not getting a dime. Well, they, we they don't, I, 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 can so agree with, I can agree with you. They don't get any federal funds right. whatsoever. I so they got to do. I'm, I'm in accordance with you. They got to do what Trump got them doing. Cutting no, his grass. No, they have to follow, the, they have to follow the protocol. something. As a protocol. And know that they are illegal and he mm. still supported them. Okay. Built all his businesses using some, mm. I'm quite sure. Yeah. Didn't pay black people for doing labor that they did, which is like it is mm-hmm. slavery. But you think that some of his policies, and I'm thrilled really waiting to hear one that I've just, I've just President you Barack you, Obama didn't put okay, in place. Prior you say you or some president I can name, them. You said to he name, has put you see, nothing I in name, place but divisiveness, hatred, I, racism, and misogynism, and, and anything okay. else that's negative, man. Okay. And now, it, I just came. Okay. Now you told me to name. You told me when now I you get said, up in the morning. Okay. It's wrong. Now you said to name you want immigration in NATO. He is right about NATO. If I am protecting your country and Mr. Royce's country, you should pay your fair share. And you know what? I agree with that. We're no longer in NATO. He dropped out of NATO. He dropped out of the the world health. That is not and, true. And anything co- else that is beneficial to productivity. For the masses of people, and as opposed that to that one percent rich people, he's dropping out because he wants control, and that is all he is about—controlling you. That he is, wants to be Putin. Mm-hmm. Putin hasn't trained him well enough yet. He's working on him, but he ain't got him all the way there. But he you, wants to be but, a dictator, man. But that is not a factual statement to say that we are out of NATO. That's not factual. That is not but, true. What did he withdraw that from we, NATO? We have not withdrawn from NATO. No, we no, didn't we, withdraw from 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 any of that. No, we did not. And there, I think it was and, last month, wasn't it, Curtis? I mean, no, we did not ago. withdraw from NATO. And there are countries that were not paying capital to help for the defense of their country. They're paying up, and that's right. That's the right thing. I got another question for you. <laughs> Since you worried about the economy, if every country on the planet started paying America what they owe or whatever. And uh, we getting all of this big money. Do you think they're gonna lower your taxes? Can't answer that. I don't know. I don't have enough knowledge to answer that. I mean, just you know, <laughs> just just, just kind of like a little whim thing from your head. It's a, po- you it's, a it's a possibility. I doubt it, and you uh-huh. do too, and you know it. <laughs> so, what difference do it make? Who pays America? What you still gonna be paying the amount you paying, if not more, which is coming up? Okay, so you know what? Somebody gonna pay for this dead gun pandemic win. Okay, well, I believe the pandemic. I believe that was man made anyway. You know, I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, the virus that was man made to decrease the surplus of the population anyway. Wuhan, China, <laughs> and people that don't know. Once they come out with the care for um, the, the flu. For this Uncle Byrus, don't believe it because the Tuskegee experiment ended in 1972. Exactly. There's nowhere in the world I'm going to take it. So in other words, what you're saying is that we need some help. We need some help. Let's go and see if we we can conjure it up. Let's go.
I'm not going to comment directly about the president, but I am going to comment as the CDC director that uh, uh, face masks, these face masks, are the most important, powerful public health tool we have. And I will continue to appeal for all Americans, all individuals in our country, to embrace these face coverings. I've said it. If we did it for 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks, we'd bring this pandemic uh, under control. These actually, we have clear scientific evidence. They work, and they are our best defense. I might even go so far as to say that this face mask is more guaranteed to protect me against COVID than when I take a COVID vaccine because the immunogenicity may be 70%. And if I don't get an immune response, the vaccine is not going to protect me. This face mask will. So I do want to keep asking the American public to take the responsibility, particularly the 18 uh, to 25-year-olds, where we're seeing the outbreak in America continue to go like this because we haven't got the acceptance, the personal responsibility that we need for all Americans to embrace this face mask. The director of the CDC also testified today that a mask, in his estimation, is, gar is guaranteed to protect uh, the American public more from the coronavirus than a vaccine. Uh, you have, as detailed, poured a lot of resources into a vaccine development. Why not devote your and energy? masks. Why, why not devote your energy now yeah. to a campaign to have all Americans wear a mask? Something that, if okay. if more effective than a vaccine, would also help schools and the economy. Okay. Number one is not more effective by any means than a vaccine, and I called him about that. Those were the two things I discussed with him, and I believe that uh, if you ask him, he would probably say that he didn't understand the question. Because I said to him, I asked him those two questions, the one question which we covered and the mask question. I mean, I think there's a lot of problems with masks. No, vaccine is much more effective than the masks. And if we get the vaccine, we have uh, added to the fact that our numbers are going way down. You know, you see the numbers. I'm just reading you statistics that are from wherever they get them, but they're very highly uh, uh, qualified statistics. But, no, the mask is not as important as the vaccine. The, va the mask perhaps helps. Don't forget, a lot of people didn't like the concept of masks initially. Dr. Fauci didn't like them, and a lot of people didn't. And I'm not knocking anybody, because I understand both sides of the argument. But when I called up uh, Robert today, I said to him, uh, what's with the mask? He said, I think I answered that question incorrectly. I think maybe he misunderstood it. I mean, you know, you have two questions. Maybe he misunderstood both of them. But the answer to the one is it's going to be a much faster distribution than he said. Maybe he's not aware of the distribution process. It's not really his thing as much as it would be, let's say, mine. But the distribution is going to be much faster. As far as the mask is concerned, uh, I hope that the vaccine is going to be a lot more beneficial than the mask. And here up on the podium today, you're twice contradicting the director of your own CDC on the science who testified before Congress today. No, he's contradicting the himself. People... I think he misunderstood the question. Well, he was testifying. Under you know what I think? I think American he misunderstood. People... I told you, I don't have to go through this. I think he misunderstood the questions. But I'm telling you, here's the bottom line. Distribution is going to be very rapid. He may not know that. Maybe he's not aware of that. And maybe he's not dealing with the military, et cetera, like I do. Distribution is going to be very rapid, and the vaccine's going to be very powerful. It's going to solve a tremendous problem. How, it's going to be very powerful. How do the American people trust you on the pandemic when you're contradicting the head of the CDC and your Because own of the great job we've done.
Yet again, we have Donald Trump positioning himself squarely against the director of the CDC. I should remind you that one of these people is a doctor, and the other will say or do anything humanly possible to get himself reelected in November, regardless of the human death toll or outright destruction of our democracy as a whole. So yeah, choose wisely here. Now, I should note right off the bat that the CDC director, Dr. Redfield, has issued a response to the claims by Trump that he apparently misunderstood the question. He said, quote, I 100% believe in the importance of vaccines and the importance in particular of a COVID-19 vaccine. A COVID-19 vaccine is the thing that will get Americans back to normal everyday life. The best defense we currently have against this virus are the important mitigation efforts of wearing a mask, washing your hands, social distancing, and being careful around crowds. Now, all of this stems from Trump's fury over the fact that Dr. Redfield tested today that masks are more effective than a vaccine. And the reason here is simple. N95 masks block about 95% of small particles, but vaccines only offer about 70% protection. The only way they work then is if everyone takes it. A vaccine is not an individual response, it's a public health response. Because vaccines are imperfect and don't always work for everyone, we rely on the fact that everyone is vaccinated to actually stop transmission and achieve broad population-wide immunity to a disease or virus. So the option here is just wearing a simple mask that already exists where you have 95% protection, or you not only have to wait for a vaccine, but wait for the entire country to take it before you can actually derive the benefits of it. And that's not a knock on vaccines because they're monumentally important, but let's not pretend like a solution isn't right in front of our faces. Literally. Consider, too, that Trump has so blatantly politicized this process that the unfortunate truth is that people aren't going to trust a vaccine that comes from this administration. According to an NBC News poll, only 39% of Americans would get a vaccine today. And that's not because Americans don't trust vaccines, it's because we don't trust this president. And that might just have to do with the fact that it just so happens the vaccine is slated to be released around the first week of November, which I must say is quite the coincidence because you're not going to believe this, but election day is November 3rd. Crazy coincidence, huh? As for his resistance to masks, the reason Trump pushed back so hard against this is that he's already positioned himself against masks. And so admitting that masks were an effective tool against the virus would undermine himself. Him promoting masks would basically be a tacit admission that his earlier position was wrong and he couldn't possibly be expected to admit fault on something. Because remember, this isn't about our safety, it's about Donald Trump's ego. But the vaccine, on the other hand, is where Trump is pot committed. He never bothered doing any of the work to actually contain the virus because he decided from day one that he would just let it spread uninhibited and eventually just rely on the eventual vaccine. He never coordinated a nationwide testing or contact tracing system. He didn't produce enough PPE. He didn't advocate for stay-at-home orders. He refused to even model good behavior by wearing a mask. He did none of that. He sat back and allowed 200,000 Americans to die while he waited for pharmaceutical companies to push through a vaccine because he wouldn't have to do any of the work and he would exploit it as some great accomplishment that he could claim responsibility for. Because the point to all of this is that Trump is looking out for himself. And look, if all of this sounds chaotic and confusing, the reason for that is Donald Trump. Any semblance of a strategy here is not based on science, it's based on Trump's re-election. And it's a strategy that has already left 200,000 Americans dead, with that number rising by the day. In reality, the steps are simple. Always wear a mask, socially distance when you can, listen to science, ignore misinformation from politicians only looking out for themselves and their ego, and vote for Joe Biden so we can finally have a competent person in charge of containing the virus.
long, I can't get burned no more. I thought you was putting out the flame, but it was rain from the storm. That's all on my head, making me stressed all day long. They won't let me rest, it's on my chest. I ain't that strong. I need a lifeline right now. 911 won't do, my back's against the wall now. Done all that I could do. I prayed every prayer, went to every service like I know how. Just a ship without a sail I'm lost without your It's all about what you want. Your family used to be first, things getting worse in my home. My brother is hurt, we need a word, it's too far gone. I need a lifeline right now, 911 won't do. My back's against the wall now, done all that I could do. I prayed every prayer, went to every service like I know how. Just a ship without a sail, I'm lost without you. I speak very, very um, 
influence kind of uh, thought of that being chevere. 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 Is that my mama? Yeah, cause I got my shaking room on the look. Everybody's got a thing But some don't know how to handle it Always reaching out in vain Just taking the things not worth having But don't you worry about a thing Don't you worry about a thing, mama Cause I'll be standing on the side when you check Don't you worry about a thing Don't you worry about a thing, mama Cause I'll be standing on the side when you check it
Jeff Johnson, and this portion of the Royce Glamour Talent Show with Royce and Donald is brought to you by... Hi, Tony Blair. This is Royce Glamour. Watch the Royce Glamour Talent TV show on Comcast Channel 19 on Saturday, 12 noon. What a show. Talent of all kinds, singers, poets, dance groups, rappers, and some of the finest models in and around the city. And if you have talent, give us a call at 773-734-2739. Number one cleaners in the city of Chicago, that's Blast Cleaners and Laundromat, located at 7320 and 7322 South on Vincennes. You want your clothes clean right, you know what you better do. Take them to Blast. If you need a car, a used car, or a truck that look brand new, Give us a call at 773-734-2739. I'm getting ready to make my stomach kind of new because I'm hungry. Once again, y'all know what I want. I want some of that Harold's chicken, some of them chicken wings with that mild sauce on them. I got to, I got to get some Harold's today. I've been thinking about Hi, them all night. That's 87 and Dan Ryan to be more exact. If you're on the Dan Ryan Expressway and you exit at 87th Street, they want you to turn to the west now. Uh, pardon me, to the east and uh, go over to State Street to 8653 South State Street. That's right on the corner of 87th and State to Harold's Chicken. But before you go, give them a call at 773-874-8653 because you can just make your order and go in and pick the food up now. There's no indoor dining or, or anything like that. And then coming in the very near future, you'll be able to go to Grubhub and all of those other places such as that and place orders and have Harold's Chicken delivered to you in the very near future. But at the present time, you want to go to 8653 South State to Harold's Chicken. Give them a call before you go, 773-874-8653. You see one of the food trucks out on the street? Go over there and get some of that chicken because it's the same chicken that's in the restaurants. If you're having a hunger attack, you see a vending machine next to you. Check the logo on that vending machine and see if it says healthy natural vending. If it does, that's a family-owned business. They've been in business for over eight years and the product in that machine is fresh. If you're a business person looking for your own vending machines, give Angelo a call at Healthy Natural Vending. He'll bring your vending machines over and keep the product in your machines fresh. Also for business persons, Angelo guarantees the highest commission in the industry. So give Angelo a call at 773-407-2908 at 773-407-2908. Just visit them at the website at www.healthysnacksil.com. It's www.healthysnacksil.com.
Smith, and you're listening to the Royce Glamour Show with Royce and Donald. Yeah, that music came on, Donald. It's got to be his time. I hear that dog. Where is he at? He must be close. Is he close? Let's see. What's up, Cliff? Hey. Hey. There he is. What's going on? Man, what's going on? What's up with you, Cliff? Man, something got to be going on. The man talking about he want to keep a part of it with him. Want to do what, man? He want to keep a part of his woman with him. Oh wow! Yeah, cut the woman up Man. in Louisville and brought a couple of pieces of her with him to Harvey. Wow. Yeah, that's so. Forgot to he wanted say he wanted to keep a piece of her with him. Yeah. Black folks going crazy, man. Yeah, they have. Black folks yeah. going crazy, man. Yeah, speaking of that, man, I went to a funeral today, and it was really heartbreaking because I know the family. Um. The son got killed last week, and the dad died the following week. Mm-hmm. And for the first.
first time today I went to a funeral where two coffins was there. Man. You know, and that had to be hard-wrenching to the wife and the mother, and I went for her, Miss Margie Smith, so I wanted to send out my condolences to her, and uh, it was just an experience for me, you know. Uh, we just, we just living in troubled times right through here. And then, um, you know, before I go any further, I want to talk about Mr. Penny. Uh, Leon was out there. Believe it or not, I knew Leon Penny's father. As a bartender, I worked at the Candlelight um, nightclub on 82nd and Cottage, and Leon Sr. was one of my regular customers, gave me a $20 tip every night because he told me, you from Mississippi, and Jack Powell ain't paying you so, no money, and you're too dumb to steal, so he would give me a $20 tip every night. <laughs> so uh, I'm real familiar with the uh, Finney family, and so Woodlawn and the black community has lost another uh, anchor, I'll say. He's going on with Reverend Brazier, all those back in the TWO days, and even the old stone days, you know, Penny uh, uh, is to be recognized, and I just wanted to uh, make mention of him. And then, well, I make mention of Penny, then I got to make mention of Mark Allen. Okay, Mark and I were very good friends. Uh, I had a problem with Hanny Dawson, kind of like back in the days, and at that time, Mark was working for Reverend Jackson, and I called Mark to tell him about it, and he went with me, just talking to them big white folks, and say he would represent uh, a friend of Reverend Jackson's, and that was me in regards to um, my problem I was having with my car. That was a new car, and Mark went with me to uh, talk with them. Uh, and uh, so he um, he's just been at it. I'm talking as a young man. You see how old he was when he died. And I know I got at least 30 years with Mark, and he come out there on the sidewalk working. And I uh, worked for the Better Man's community, the Black Wall Street, and so many other things he wanted to do and did do. So I want to pay homage to um, to uh, Mark Allen, to his brother Jay Minor. You know, uh, we lost another person in a community like that. Then, I don't know, I'm starting off with uh, this today. And so therefore, I also want to uh, do a shout-out to Ramoski Love. Uh, Ramoski, we all love him, and he lost his father this week. So uh, the death angel is all around us, you know. Uh, so uh, to all these people who have lost loved ones, I want to uh, uh, say to them, you know, that we're with them and all the way. And uh, now we go to the living part. Willie Wilson, Reverend Willie Wilson, mm -hmm. gave away a million masks, gave 50,000 masks to the Chicago Police Department. And Chicago Police Department, that, that uh, union, FOP, one of the most prejudiced and one of the most powerful unions in the city and state of Illinois. And they have come out and endorsed Willie Wilson. Yeah, I heard that today, too, man. Before I go any further, I want to hear what you two guys got to say about that. I think it's good. I, I, I'm going to vote for him. I don't care what he run for, I'm going to vote for him. Anytime you stand up in a church starting at 8 o'clock in the morning and you there until about 7 at night handing out $50 bills, you all right, right. with me. That's right. Okay. Next. Uh, yeah, he's been a great supporter of people. You know, okay. Willie's been right in there. Well, let me say this here. Malcolm X said, by any means necessary. Okay? Mm. And another cliche that they use is that politics makes strange bedfellows. So, whatever it takes to get in the room, it's all about getting in that room as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, today I was on WBOE because they had it all wrong. 
they were talking about Comcast when Comcast came um, to Chicago. Uh, I don't know if y'all know it or not, but a good 85% of the people that use Comcast are black people. Are you aware of that? I didn't know the I percentage, know. but I know it's a Yeah, large yeah, we, we are major contributors to uh, Comcast. Okay. And she was saying, Hermine Harmon was on TV, and she was talking about, on the radio, there was VOA, and she was talking about the men that were instrumental in bringing Comcast to town. But she left out a lot of men. That, that wasn't just a group. First of all, that was Bob Hughes, Real Moving Company, mm-hmm. Alvin Brute, Seaway Bank. I mean, Independence Bank and um, Stu Collins at Seaway uh, Bank. I could go on and on with some men. They came together, Virginia Sawyer. They all came together. And the one who was in charge of all of it, to be honest, who wielded the power acts, were William Beavers, Alderman Beavers. Okay. And one of the things that Beavers explained to me was that the reason why he had the power that he had, because William Beavers was on set on the board as a senior member of the council. He sat on the board as head of the fire department and the police department. And he was saying all the white boys wanted their kids to either be on the fire department or the police department and they had to come through him to get on there. So therefore he used and wielded his power to make certain things happen. And it's really a shame because we have a black caucus now that is more great than black. You know, they they will no power. You know, they will no power. And uh, I also want to speak about um, Harold Washington's situation. Uh, today, uh, I heard some people talking about Harold Washington. And let me say this here. I sold Harold Washington in the suit that he was inaugurated in. It was a $600 suit. I sold it to him for $100 right there in Isola's restaurant. Okay? It was a size 42. When Harold died, he was wearing a 54. Man. Okay? Yeah. It just so happens that one of my customers, when I run in the nightclub, the apartment lounge, one of my customers, a guy named Charlie Mao, we call him Doc Charlie, he worked at Northwestern Hospital. He was on duty when Old Man Daly came in. When Old Man Daly came in, Charlie was on duty then, and he was also one of the physicians that dealt with daily on a regular basis. And he told him that you're getting too much fat around your heart, okay? Mm-hmm. And the old man died. Harold Washington came in with the same situation, too much fat around his heart. So when people say the white folks killed Harold, black people killed Harold. Harold killed himself. Okay, during that time when Harold was the mayor, uh, Oprah Winfrey was rolling. Oprah Winfrey had a cook, a dietitian, and everything. He was the most powerful black man in the city of Chicago, eating out of a restaurant every night. Okay, and wherever he ate, he went home with three or four bags. And sit up there watching TV and whatever, eating out of whatever. Everybody then brought him their mama's uh, apple pie, uh, mama's dumplings, mama's dead fried chicken, that. The man killed himself. Okay. okay? And what I'm going to say basically is the white folks say, well, he keeps eating like that. We don't have to kill him. He's going to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what happened. And Charlie told me that when Harold came in, the respirator was not connected. And the reason why it wasn't connected because he already was dead. Okay, so all that theory thing is one thing, but by me being who I is, <laughs> and know so many people, you can get the real deal. Because when I first come out on the street, my sister told me, she said, boy, you remember one thing. She's older than me, really with my mother. Uh, she said, there's his version, your version, and the truth. 
Yeah. And so many of these things that goes on. What's the real story behind it? What's the real truth about the situation? Now they talk about this uh, young lady, Taylor. They didn't give her $12 million. That ain't no money. No. They talking about it's the largest award. And that ain't no money. They gave a woman up there in Minnesota $100 million. And she's still living. You know, she's still living. I'm going to say again, I, I think I talked about it last week, about this thing where they call black men bucks. Yeah. Okay? And anytime you get a LeBron James and a Terrell Owens talking about when the police get behind them, they get scared. You're sending a subliminal message to these young black people out here to be scared of the police. Mm-hmm. Because if LeBron's scared of them, then I should be scared of them too. They're just that bad. Be careful what you say and the impression that you give on young people. Okay? Our boys need special attention. I'm sitting up here at my grandson's uh, phone store on Center Pier, and I'm just watching the young people coming in there. Man, we got to do something. We got to do something. Our uh, young ladies, uh, what they're wearing, all this plastic hair, that's not us. Yeah, right. That is not us. If they get in a fire at home, they're all going to burn up because the hair going to melt on them. <laughs> you know, so it's a lot of, you know, black people, we, we, we got to come up. We got to, we got to, we, we got to become conscious of what we are. And that's why I was saying back to uh, LeBron James. LeBron James called a boycott. Well, first of all, the Milwaukee Bucks said they wasn't playing behind the Blake boy getting shot. So then LeBron them said they ain't playing. Okay, so the NBA shut down, then soccer shut down, then football shut down, then baseball shut down. We were in the most power position in the world, okay, because sports is a billion-dollar business. Billion-dollar, not million, billion-dollar business. And we had them white folks by the bull by the horn. And then they sent for Obama, and he talked to them, and five minutes later they said, okay, we're going to go back to work, white folks. I have a problem with that. Yeah. I have a problem with that. And we're in the same situation right now. I don't care whether it's Donald Trump. I don't care whether it's Joe Biden. They're going to need the black vote in order to win this election. Okay? And you cannot still explain to me less than 60 days out, a month and a half out, Joe Biden does not have an office in Chicago. I have a problem with that. And then not only that, we got Dorothy Brown. Tony Pettwinkle, uh, 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 Armin uh, Kim Fox, all these are Democratic people, and I haven't heard not one of them say anything about Biden. Yeah. They're all Democrats. I haven't heard none of them uh, 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 campaigning. The mayor, I haven't heard none of them say anything in regards to uh, Biden. Yeah. Are you serious? Do you really want him to win? It, it, it almost sounds like what you're saying, that they just know we're going to vote for him, right? Come on, man. And listen, I sent a message to Joe Biden's campaign. I'm telling him, you're not voting. You're not running against Trump. You're running against voter apathy. You let one snowflake fall out there during this election. Them black folks ain't going to get up and go vote. Yeah. Right. They're not going to go. They're going to figure out a reason why not to vote. And you have not inspired them. I've tried to tell them, get the hell watching the playbook. When Harold was running, baby, I'm talking about a baby in a stroller had a hair watching the button. A 100-year-old person in the nursing home had everybody had a hair watching the button. And ain't seen no Joe Biden buttons. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Are you serious? Are you really trying to win? And I'm going to tell you something else. When they get into a debate, Trump going to eat him up. Trump's going to eat him up. 
TK not talk Trump. Uh, he, he cannot out talk Trump. I don't so know, I'm just saying, man. I don't know if he can out talk him, but I know he can't out lie him. He can't out lie him. So what are you saying? I'm saying that Trump is the greatest liar I've heard in a while. Ain't no question about it. Listen, man, listen. So many people didn't know about the difference between the lie and the truth that they're gonna have a, they're gonna rent it a stadium and they're gonna finally announce to all the world what the truth looks like and what the lie looks like. Okay, truth got there early, so he didn't want his clothes wrinkled or nothing, so he took them all off and laid down, took him a nap. While he was taking a nap, the lie came in, slipped on his clothes, told the people to start the affair and walked out there and everybody said, "Oh, I'm the truth, I'm the truth." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know I'm a good storyteller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you we know, we gotta get out my, of here, Cliff. Huh? We gotta get out of here, man. Hey, man. Okay, once again, I'm glad to be with you guys. Don't forget October fourth, uh, Nick Cannon Media Group. We're coming to Chicago. Right, my show right now is running, running off the top uh, with the uh, Nick Cannon Media. I'm on every Sunday from six. Until seven, that's uh, Nick Cannon Media and A and A Artists and, uh, Incorporated. And October fourth, we're gonna be at the Fifty Yard Line uh, with a book called Dreamland. So I'd like to see all of you all there. And matter of fact, uh, Donna, why don't you come out on my show this Sunday and talk? I, I might do that, man. Okay, I'm, I'll be right here at the restaurant. I'll be right here at the restaurant. This is where I do the show. All okay. right, and let me let me tell you, let me tell you this. College come through there or something. Wake up. Okay, let me say this here before I go. The reason why I'm so excited about hooked up with these people, because I can open a door for people like yourselves. Hollywood is always looking for talent. Always looking for talent. So now I got access to Nick Cannon. Having access to Nick Cannon means I also have access to Kanye West and all the rest of them young people, PD and all them guys. And I'm just saying by me having access to them, I can open a door up for other people in the city of Chicago who have all these various talents that Hollywood is looking for and all they need is a break. And with that, I'll see you all later because my column and my program with you guys is called What's Going On. All right, Cliff. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right, talk at you. Jump the very best can. World won't get no better if we just let it be. Na 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 na. The world won't get no better. We gotta change it, just you and me. Harvey Chicago. A Future Vision Entertainment Station.
Royce Glamour Talent Show with Royce and Donna. Yeah, we're back. We're rocking steady all night long. In the same spot. In the same spot. <laughs> and then we change it, get a little closer over on the other side. Oh, we're moving over too. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Royce, right off the bat, earlier I said that we had pulled out of NATO. Mm-hmm. And that, that was misinformation. 
Okay. But I got that information from the idiot in the White House. He's the one that I heard oh. with my ears say we was pulling out of NATO because they wasn't paying their fair share. Okay. I just want to clear that up because me and Cliff had a conversation going on, and I said we had pulled out of NATO and okay. other stuff like that. All right. So okay. Yeah, I clear that up right off. I don't want to be accused of passing okay. out fake well, news. Well, since you did that, you go cancel the pop quiz then. No, I'm not doing huh? that. You, you, you going to get the pop quiz. <laughs> oh, dang. God. It's not going to get it start right cursing minute, again. Boy, right. boy, boy. Cliff, you wanted to say something, too? Um, I'm glad that we cleared that situation that we probably get to abortion later on, but we No, we can get to abortion <laughs> right now, so you mm. trying to bag out. Mm. <laughs> you, 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 mm. you don't want to get that opinion on, on abortion now, huh? I, you know what I have, you know what, by sitting here in this room and, um, you know, analyzing information, I believe in abortion, but I shifted under certain circumstances. It should not be applicable where if a woman got raped, uh, the baby is going to be deformed, mm-hmm. um, incest. So I sort of shifted my, I'm waffling, so I'm sort of changing my opinion. But it's not total, well, not at least, totally. At least you're not like Trump. You you, you come out and admit when, when mm. you said something wasn't quite. Because, <laughs> I, because I am definitely, I'm, I am an advocate of I'm an advocate of life, and I believe that after the placenta and the baby is in the embryo state, mm-hmm. I believe that it is life, though. But I have shifted to say under certain circumstances, abortion should be applicable. Well, you know, like I, I said off air, man, you know, there's a certain degree of life that's there, but it's not a, a life form. It's not a homo sapien until it comes out of the mother's womb. It has to be out and alive before it's all the way a homo sapien. So it's, it, it can't be murder in the sense that they murdered a person because it's it's just in different stages inside of the woman. Uh, I'm pro-life because the Lord said, go forth and multiply and mm-hmm. do not kill. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd like to abide by that if I can. Mm-hmm. But it's not quite a human yet. I know scientifically they've proven that uh, uh, the baby has heartbeats, brain waves, all kind of stuff, but it's still in certain stages. It's not quite a... But, but again, when when you enter on that state, go to that developmental point where there is a heartbeat, that is an indication that it is formed into a life form. That is an indication. And you know what? I was, again, I say under certain circumstances, but under normal circumstances, I'm saying, I don't agree with abortion. I believe that if something should even be done to that woman, if she takes their life, in, I'm talking about intentionally, intentionally, there should be some repercussions that would alter her life. I, I just don't see it, you know, because, uh, you know, and, and, and I know you got atheists who don't agree with any of this, but, uh, the Lord, 
gave her the duties of bringing back, bring, bring appropriating the world. You know what I mean? She's the the bearer. She's the factory for us humans. And who is a man to decide what that factory does? Mm-hmm. Other than you being a trained doctor and you come in and you tell that woman, hey, uh, if you have this baby, you may die. If you have this baby X, if you have this baby B, mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't see where a man has the authority uh, uh, humanely to uh, uh, tell a woman what to do. Well, the man is head, but Morally, that's not what we talk. <laughs> well, the man is head. Well, that's not what we talking about. The man being head, but no, no. You know what? The but the the listening audience. There's half of the half of the listening audience that agrees with you. And there's half of the listening audience that agrees with me. And we will wage this war to, in the Supreme Court at some point. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. See, you, you, you're opening another can because I don't think that he ought to be able to, to decide anything about our life because he has no morals. He has no nothing, man, him and his, his court. He, he's stacked the deck. With appointees, they wouldn't allow Obama's appointee to even come before the uh, Congress. He stacked it, man. This is a, a Ku Klux Klan takeover. I, I don't know uh, how frequently you go over to the mosque. Yeah. I'm not into that. No, I'm just saying. I know Minister Louis Farrakhan has told you. What we up with, against. With all due respect to Minister Farrakhan, I'm not with the Nation of Islam. I am an Orthodox Muslim, but I will say that I have great respect for the Nation of Islam and the Fruit of Islam and the MGT, which are the women. But I'm not with the Nation of Islam because I'm not even going to say why on the air because that would be like, you know, yeah. you know, it's, it's already enough division, but I'm not there with, and I have, and you know what, that, but the nation of Islam, that's the house that I come from. Mm-hmm. So if I move out of my father's house because I don't agree with the rules, that don't mean I don't love my father no more. Mm-hmm. So I still love Minister Farrakhan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Uh, what, uh, one more thing, uh, change the subject in a way. People like Mark Allen, that uh I guess all of his life he was in some type of media of, or another trying to do something in the hood. And then you got stuff going on like this man that the other Cliff was talking about. Puts a chopped up woman in a suitcase and brings her to Markham. You got people that are taking babies and just shooting them for no reason. We've said this earlier in the show. All of this kind of stuff. The guys that went out, the guy that's on the video, went up and shot these two police. If he didn't know those police, all of this stuff, man, that's just dividing us. And we had a little momentum going with Black Lives Matter. But then you you turn around and do acts like that to make it look like... uh, you are some type of an animal or another, as opposed to being a human 
uh, moral thinking somebody. You, you're doing stuff like that. How can you get support other than if it's the Ku Klux Klan in charge for your your community from this government to help you exist when you're doing stuff like that to not exist? Then, in other words, they're not going to hand you money or some kind of support for your community so that you can uh, matter, Black Lives Matter, when you're doing stuff to, to just kill and, and whatever. If you got real strong, they fear that you're going to come kill them. I don't, all due respect, I don't respect anything. I think that, um, I think that blacks, Ought to be self-supportive. I didn't. I, you know, I agree with what the Nation of Islam said. Once you become self-supportive economically, mm-hmm. you can demand. So I don't. And I know what they did to Black Wall Street. Once blacks did try to become dependent, it, it independent. They burnt it up and bombed it. So I don't expect anything out of Caucasians mm-hmm. whatsoever. Right. You and know. That's, that's the point. We got to do it ourselves. We got to have a bank. We got to have a hospital. We got to have uh, decent people that go back and forth in our community to some type of a industry that the money is staying in our community to where that we can grow and then do what you said, demand stuff from this government because we are of a matter. We do matter as opposed to this. I don't, I don't, you know what, I, I want that, but I don't see that happening because the same thing that me and you are talking, we are talking about on the radio, they've been talking about this since 1970 because what happened is once, once we come together, you know what, we start to become jealous, envious, and hateful, and we plant evil seeds, and we see our brother, and we plant an evil seed, and we say something behind his back, and we see him, and we don't, we smile at him and act as though we didn't say anything. So I don't see that happen. I see the world becoming more decadent and wicked because we have deviated off the path of God, from these fires, there you go. Mm-hmm. okay, to the Nazis, to these floods, because I do not see the world getting better. Because you know what? Because man has deviated off the path of God, and it is an ultimate chastisement. Mm-hmm. So, for the revelations to be fulfilled, it cannot get any better. Yes, if you believe in, if you prescribe to a certain theology, but if you don't prescribe to a third, certain theology, you don't even understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I mean, it, it's just logic. It, it's not going to get better. If, if you take the Lord out, who coming in? So, so you know? more people are going to die from this virus. Okay. More, they, they, I mean, they're setting up, they're setting up a new world order system. And there's a, there's a group of people that believe that there are too many people on this planet. And there are going to be a lot of people that are going to die. And, um, we have discussed this that there are FEMA camps that are already set up. So once people can't make their mortgages and people were living out on the streets in masses, the people will be headed to, will be herded to those FEMA camps. I'm not going to say over the radio, I mean over this radio what would be done in those FEMA camps, but I will say this. Hitler at some point got rid of the, of the so-called Jews. Mm-hmm. 
And that's going to happen to a, a huge population. If we don't get together. And like what you were saying, you don't see it getting together happening. No, because we have deviated off the path of God. We have deviated. So therefore, if you deviate, there's chastisement. And we have to, and for the revelations to be fulfilled, how can it get any better? How? I don't see it getting better, man. It'll be a day, it'll be fool to be so scarce one day, it'll be a day a mother looks at her child and she thinks about eating her child. I didn't say she would eat her child. She would think about eating her child. Okay? At some point. That's how bad it can get, huh? It's just how bad it's going to get. (laughs) Well, I I know that there was an African uh, prophet back in 2015 and he came out to to the congregation three years in a row 2015, 16 and 17 and told him that the Lord showed him this pandemic coming, told him the name of it told him it was starting in Wuhan, China now you can go back and look at it, I can't think of his name right now, but this was in 2015 and he said there is a pandemic coming Millions is what some say. He said he saw billions dying with the B, and it would start from the sea in Wuhan, China. And that's where this dat gum thing came. And to top it off, he said it would happen in 2020. I mean, Bill Gates. So that's going along with what you're saying, that it's not going to get better because you, you see where it has been developed by a certain amount of people, number of member of people, and they're going to fulfill what they want to do. And if we don't get together and combat it by uh, believing in the Lord or trying to practice what is in the Bible in the sense of uh, loving one another as opposed to killing each other, we are going to perish as a people. And you're saying that it's prophesied that it's going to happen any daggum way. So I guess we're not going to get together according to what you say. No, we, we, I mean, I mean, hopefully we do. Yeah, I mean, we can't, hopefully we cannot because these things that you're seeing have already been prophesied already. All you got to do is go back and look at the holy books. I'm saying, again, that's only if you prescribe to a certain theology. If you don't prescribe to a certain theology, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay, You have no idea. My thing is, it's going to get worse. You're going to see more killing, more people getting hurt. And like I said, I don't feel that the masses of people are going to wake up because these television stations and radio stations are only that are owned by a handful of people that feed the people information and not in and garbage every day to control the masses of the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last average person can't even tell you the last book that they read. Well, I'll say this: if it's prophesied or not, at least we can fight through the whole thing. You know, if if, if you're in hell, ain't no need in stopping. Try to go through it, you know, get to the other side. So let's, let's try and unite some kind of way, get together, stop all of this madness in our own community against our own selves, committing genocide for the enemies. He don't even have to shoot a bullet. You're doing it for him. 
But let's just try and see whether or not uh, Cliff is right that it's going to happen anyway. Let's fight and, and, and stand up against it and see if we can make it through this daggum thing. Couple of the walls here is all, y'all. It's always important. Remember to believe in God because God is love. Love is what the world needs right now. Remember in life, nothing is guaranteed but the end of it. We were born to die, but it's all that day because in between birth and death, there's life. And it can be as positive as you want it to be, as long as you think positive. That means to keep a smile on your face and some warmth in your heart. And when a friend is down that they need you, you reach out and touch them, okay? And remember to always think positive, no matter how negative a situation may develop in your life. Remember that you are God's child. Yes, indeed, you are somebody. You can do whatever you want to do and be whatever you want to be with the power of your own mind. If your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, know it in yourself, you can achieve it. You've got to believe in yourself first, and others will believe in you too. This is better than with Mark Allen. May the hand of the Lord God be upon you each and every day of your life. Hear my voice. Hear my voice. God bless you. Now that was Mark Allen, uh, the gentleman that we started the conversation about, and he was in agreement. Let's love each other if we possibly can and go through this thing as opposed to stopping in it. And again, Mark, rest in heaven there, man.
to the Royce Glamour Talent Show with Royce and Donald. So you got the pop quiz. It's time for the pop quiz, right? You sound real enthused about hey. it. I know that. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> you, you, you now, the pop quiz is supposed to be before this, these two. No. That, yeah, we're late for the pop no, quiz. No, we're not. Yes, we are. Uh, we're going to do it later yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Put it on on. 
We gonna do the pop quiz, Mr. Oh, Cameron. the pop quiz. Okay, all right. Okay. Now you see it. Huh? No, <laughs> the pop quiz supposed to be next. But that's okay. Let's, Let's do the pop in. quiz. Let's just go and get into it. Let's do that pop quiz. Yeah. See what's happening. This young man was a male vocalist. He was born in this month, in 1941, and he passed in the 12th month of 1967. You and Curtis quit passing this paper. I'm not passing nothing out. I'm not passing. Uh, he was a member of the. No, he he was a, he was just sitting on the dock of the bay. Yeah, okay. that's Otis Redding. Yeah, you got it right. All right, all right, right. All right. Okay. you got that one right. All right, this young man, male vocalist, mm-hmm. born in this month, and he died in the second month of 2008. He played an instrument too. I just say that he he, he took it around. He not only played that. <laughs> Come on, now. he he was a member of the band of Gypsies. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't think I knew that. <laughs> All right. Now from, what was it? from from Omaha, Nebraska? Oh, look at it, Buddy All right. Miles. All right, yeah. Hey, Curtis, throw a little curve yeah. off in there. This young man, he was also a star. On a court, I'm gonna say that. Mm-hmm. He was born in this month in 1978, and he died in this not in this month in the, in the first month of this year. You sw- you he was a star, and in his and he was born in this month in 78, and he died in January of 2020. Oh, that's got to be Kobe Bryant. That's right. You got that one right. Okay. You all batting a thousand so far now. Hold on. Let's, let's see what we can do here. This young man was a male vocalist. He was born in this year. Not in this year. Mm. What is going on with me, man? Mm-hmm. Was he two months? I guess, <laughs> I guess, no, wait. I guess watching y'all slide these papers. We're not sliding in it. Anyway. Yeah, look, I'm going to turn my back geez. to you. Okay. He was born <laughs> in this month. Uh-huh. In 1921, and he died in the second month of 2002. I'm going to add something to it. He's Go ahead. part of a group. Yeah, I know. And he helped launch the career of Jackie Wilson, too. All right. And what was his name? Uh, his name was Billy Ward of the Dominoes. All right. You got that one so, right. I don't hear Mr. Glamour with none of these no, answers yet, though. I just had the other one. What? Kobe Bryant. <laughs> oh, okay. You forgot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this young man was a male vocalist. Uh-huh. He was born in this month in 1931, and he died in the fourth month of 1988. Uh-huh. So you want me to you want me to do this one? It would be fair. Well what about Brooke Benton? You got that one right, boy. Y'all batting a thousand, man. We got one we got a couple of more. Let's do this one. Okay. Male vocalist. He was born in this month in nineteen thirty four mm-hmm. and he died in the twelfth month of nineteen and seventy six. Oh, that was the left handed genius. Uh. And the originator of the band of gypsies. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Mm-hmm. See, I threw Wait your curve minute. just to see. Hold on a minute. Let mm-hmm. me see, let me come back. Yeah. He was <laughs> Wait he a was a, he was a male vocalist, and he was born in the eleventh <laughs> month mm-hmm. of nineteen forty-two, uh-huh. and he died in this month of nineteen seventy. 
Mm-hmm. He still got it. It's the, yeah. I don't care what how many years you're going to put on him or take away from him. He's still a left-handed genius. What was his name? His uh, name was Jimi Hendrix. All right. And, and, and did he know Buddy Miles? I'm going to ask you that. He was the uh, founder of the Band of Gypsies. Mm-hmm. Buddy Miles was his drummer. He was his drummer. All right. Mm-hmm. You got it right. I, I'll give you that one. All right. Okay. All right. Now, this young man was born in this month. Mm-hmm. And he died in uh, the 12th month of 1976. He was born in 1934 of this month, and he died in the 12th month of 76. Now, that was that King guy. That was King. King what? What was <laughs> That was Martin King. <laughs> no, it wasn't Martin. What was that you? was Freddie. Oh, Freddie okay. King. All right. <laughs> All right, you got that one, too. Y'all about in a thousand. I bet this, well, anyway. He was born in this month in 1960, mm-hmm. and he was responsible for the careers of quite a few people. I'm going to say that. Mm-hmm. And he died in the fifth month of this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. He started the careers of Mary J. Blige, Biggie, uh, uh, Notorious Big, uh, yeah, Andre Harrell. Y'all got a hundred there. Doggone. Oh, you're, you're getting good at it. But anyway. Yeah, come up with some harder stuff next week. <laughs> we, we, we do that pop quiz because those people, whatever it was that they claimed that they did, they had to be able to do it. If they were vocalists, they had to be able to sing. If they were dancers, they had to be able to dance. If they were poets, they had to rhyme something. If they were musicians, they had to be able to play an instrument. Mm-hmm. They had to go in front of live audiences and do it. They didn't have none of these synthesizers, your mama spinning on a pole, making spinning rims, and calling women all out of their names. They had to actually perform what it was that they said they were able to do. And we here at the Royce Glamour Show call that what, Mr. Glamour? Keep your talent alive.
And this portion of the Royce Glamour Talent Show with Royce and Donald is brought to you by... Hi, this is Royce Glamour. Don't forget to watch the Royce Glamour Talent TV show on Comcast Channel 19 this Saturday at 12 noon. What a show, talent of all kind. And if you have talent, give us a call at 773-734-2739. Number one cleaners in the city of Chicago, that's Blast Cleaners and Laundromat, located at 7320 and 7322 South on Vincennes. If you want your clothes clean right, take them to Blast. Need a car or a truck used but look brand new? 
Give us a call at 773-734-2739, and you will not be sorry. Hey, they here. They at the door. Once again, my chicken from Harold's is here, so I got to cut it short because I'm hungry than the mud, the mud, the mud. Hi, my name is Opal Staples, and I'm Angel Gray, and we love Harold's Chicken on 87th Street. That's 87 and the Dan Ryan, to be more exact. If you're on the Dan Ryan Expressway and you exit at 87th Street, they want you to turn to the east and go to 8653 South State. That's the corner of 87th and State. But before you go, give them a call at 773-874-8653 because you can just go in and pick your food up and leave. There's no in uh, store dining. So give them a call at... Uh, 773-874-8653 for the 8653 South State Store. And look for in the very near future, uh, Harold's Chicken will be on Grubhub and all of those other eating, delivering uh, places, online stores. So that's Harold's Chicken. And if you see the chicken on-site cooking truck, stop and get some of that chicken because it's the same as in the restaurant. 8653 South State, phone is 773-874-8653. If you're having a hunger attack and you see a vending machine next to you, check the logo on that vending machine and see if it says Healthy Natural Vending. If it does, it's a family-owned business. They've been in business for over eight years, and the product in that machine is fresh. If you're a business person looking for your own vending machines, give Angelo a call at Healthy Natural Vending. You'll bring your vending machines over and keep the product in your machine fresh. Also for business persons, Angelo guarantees the highest commission in the industry. So give them a call at 773-407-2908. That's 773-407-2908. Just visit them at the website, www.healthysnacksil.com. www.healthysnacksil.com.
and you're listening to the Royce Glamour Talent Show with Royce and Donald. I just listened to that last song, took me back because I told a girl that one time, you're going to make me love somebody else, partner. Oh, boy, boy. boy. What anyway. she was doing, man, made me mad. Well, I'm on the air, so I can't. I'll tell y'all later on what happened. No. Huh? I can't that. tell it right now. I can't tell it because I got this tear in my eye. But you can, you can uh, tell us the numbers again. Give them a Kleenex, Curtis. I want to hear this. <laughs> no. You can, you can say the numbers again. Oh, Did I cry on that? <laughs> yeah, all right, boy. <laughs> Let's start off with, with the city of Chicago's pandemic. Okay. 219 people have been shot, and of the 219, 46 of them are no longer with us. They are deceased. For this week, that was for the month, Mm -hmm. for this week, 63 people have been shot, and of the 63, 13 are no longer with us. For the world pandemic, on this globe, you have 30,262,378 people who have contracted the virus. And of that number, you have 948,610 people who are no longer with us. When you come to the United States, you have 6,859,410 people who have contracted the virus. And of that number, you have 201,935 people that are no longer with us. When you come here to the state of Illinois, that's where we are. You have 270,000. I say that again, 270,302 people who have contracted the virus. And of that, you have eight. 1,624 people who are no longer with us. That is enough dead people. You don't need to go and add some more. You're hurting people's relatives. You're hurting your relatives if you get caught. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to let our guests say something about it. And Roy, I'm... I, I said it over and over and over. Well, Stop committing genocide. Stop killing yourselves and shooting at each other. Again, again, our people die from a lack of knowledge. So this is inevitable because there's a segment of the population that believes that you should cover up and be, and be protective of your, be protective of yourself and your loved ones. And there's a segment of the population that believes that you should put a mask on. So this pandemic will not cease. It will not. Because the, the, the conclusive evidence is because there's a segment of the population that refuse to put on a surgical mask. So, you know, that, that's, that's what I would say about that. You know, it's it's not going to get any better. It's not. It's some people that believe it's unconstitutional. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The only thing I believe in is my creator. And what's going to happen is going to happen. So uh, I hope it gets better. I hope it gets better. But uh, I, I really kind of feel the world that we, you know that, that you've been used to 
will never be the same. Well, my point is this, and I've said it over and over again. I will continue saying it until uh, the good Lord calls me home. The best way to protect yourself and to protect others is to wear a mask, is to social distance, is to washing your hands. Good hygiene, good common sense will save you. It, and I've said it over time, over and over and over again. I'd rather be six feet apart from you than to be six feet under you. Now, you've heard from everybody that's in this room, and we're only saying this and continuously repeating it, being redundant with the whole that gum thing. It's because we're trying to get next to you. We want you to get out there and protect yourself and stop killing each other. It was uh, a scientist that said yesterday at some hearing or the other that the mask is more effective than this vaccine that they're coming out with. So it's not going to hurt you. Put the mask on, stay six feet away from each other, and stop shooting each other. And we are going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And it is going away. And it's probably going to go away now a lot faster because of the vaccine. It would go away without the vaccine, George. But it's going to go away a lot faster. It would with go away without the vaccine? Sure. Over a period of time. Sure. With time. It goes and many away. deaths. And you'll develop, you'll develop herd, like a herd mentality. It's going to be, it's going to be herd developed and that's going to happen. That will all happen. But with the vaccine, I think it will go away very quickly. Got to take a quick But break. I really believe we're rounding the corner and I believe that's strong. As you know, Dr. Fauci disagrees with that. Well, I mean, but a lot of people do dis, do agree with me. I want to move on to some other subjects, but you know, we still are dealing with 195,000 deaths in the United States right now. When you see that, when you think about that, does that give you any pause? Does it make you think, is there anything I could have done differently? Anything? I think we could have had two million deaths if we didn't close out the country. So you regret we didn't close it? No, I think we did a great job. If we didn't close the country, look, we created, I created, we all created together. You helped everybody. The fact is, we created the greatest economy in the history of the world. Best employment numbers for African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, women, everything. The best employment, high school, no high school, college. We had the best economy we've ever had. Ah, yes, herd mentality. And if you're wondering what herd mentality actually means, so am I. This is Trump proving yet again why pretending he knows what he's talking about may not be the best strategy here. Because now he's on national television trying to promote herd immunity and yet can't even remember what it's called. And by the way, this is the guy attacking his opponent as being in cognitive decline because projection really is a thing. But beyond bungling the name of the very strategy he's promoting, that strategy in and of itself would be an unmitigated disaster. He wants herd immunity to get to herd immunity, according to the Mayo Clinic, about 70% of the population would need to be infected and recover from coronavirus. 70% of roughly 330 million Americans is 230 million cases. We have roughly a 3% fatality rate, meaning that of those 230 million cases, 6.9 million Americans would die. That is how many Americans Trump is looking to sacrifice to achieve herd immunity. 6.9 million people. That's 35 times more deaths than we have now, in case you thought that 200,000 deaths was already too high. And in case you haven't figured it out by now, 
there is no number of deaths that would be too high for Donald Trump. Not 200,000 deaths, not 2 million deaths. Throughout this entire process, the goalposts have constantly shifted. Because this isn't about American lives, it's about running a PR operation. To Donald Trump, these aren't people. These aren't friends and family members and doctors and nurses and cashiers and waiters. These are just spinnable statistics. Sure, a few people died, but Trump's only concerned with telling you that had he not made his brilliant moves that the whole world was jealous of, then it would have been millions dead instead of a mere 200,000. And bear in mind too, that the million number he keeps pointing to is a reference to the death rate had he opted to do literally nothing at all. Trump is throwing himself a daily parade on national television because he didn't do literally nothing. Granted, he was actually close to doing nothing. If it wasn't for mostly Democratic and a few Republican governors taking containment measures, things would have been even more disastrous than they are now. But it was Trump who fomented protests against stay-at-home orders. It was Trump who signaled that people shouldn't wear masks. It was Trump who tried to push the country to reopen way too soon. It was Trump who pushed for schools to resume in-person classes, even though young people are susceptible to the virus. If it wasn't for the people who pushed back against Trump, we likely would have seen millions dead already. And the truth is that we don't even need to guess whether the death toll bothers Trump because he just admitted in this very clip that he wouldn't change a thing. He says, quote, no, I think we did a great job. He wouldn't have created a nationwide testing or contact tracing plan. He wouldn't have produced more PPE. He wouldn't have avoided downplaying the severity. He wouldn't have pushed for full mask mandates. Nothing. He thinks that having 4% of the world's population and 20% of the world's deaths is a quote, great job. So that we're clear, that is not someone who values human life. The point is this. As long as Trump is in office, the virus won't be contained because the person in charge of containing it does not believe in doing any of the work. So if you're okay with millions of dead Americans while the president awaits the next miracle cure, then Trump is your guy. But if you want someone in charge who actually recognizes the gravity of this pandemic and is willing to do the work to get it under control, then you have only one option and that's voting for Joe Biden.
Blair Jr. and you're listening to the Royce Glamour Talent Show with Royce and Donald. Yeah, this Royce. I'm sorry I can't talk long. I gotta run, but hey, next week, tune in again. Okay, assalamu alaikum. This is Clifton Raheem Bradley, and um, Underground Railroad comes on every Saturday night at 10:30 on Can Television. Thank you for the opportunity. Come on. Peace be unto you. King James Version of the Bible, John chapter 13, verse 33, 34, and 35. Till next Thursday, 3 o'clock. See you. To the Worst Glamour Show with Worst Glamour and Donald Blair on Misty Radio, a future vision entertainment station. The following program is brokered programming, and the contents therein are the responsibility of the host and do not necessarily reflect those of Misty Radio, Future Vision Entertainment, its sponsors, and advertisers. I see trees.
leaves of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright, blessed day, the dark, sacred night. And I think to myself.